Today we are talking about uh, some 2021 predictions, and we got the Indianapolis Colts up next. Thank you for joining us today at ID Sports. Oh, Steve, it's the Colts. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, I mean, this this team this team has the potential to have the most upside, but also be like the biggest bust fantasy wise. Oh, there, there's just so much here. There's only one player that I would even consider for this uh, to to have on my roster for this team, and we'll talk about. Let us get into it. They got a new quarterback. His name is Carson Wentz. Um, on the best offensive line he's ever had, I see Carson having a slight bounce back year. I have him for 350 completions, 3,585 yards, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So even though I th- I'm a high, I'm I'm respectful of, of the boundaries set by the uh, fantasy football gods. I have him with 55 rushes, 247 yards, two touchdowns, and that 264 fantasy points or 15.5 points per game. Has mm-hmm. some quarterback 20 so far in 2021. Where is he going in drafts? Um, he is killed quarterback 16 with an ADP of 10, 11. His lowest is the 12th round ninth pick by or sell. What do you think? I mean, based on where I put him in the stats, I, I think I'm going to have a smattering in two quarterback leagues and that's about it. Um, he did do his best in Philly when they had three good running back options. So I do think Wentz has the ability on this Colts team to really spread out the ball and find some success. I don't think it will be sustained success where he's a plug and, you know, set it and forget it kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a hard sell on him. Uh, it, you know, it, it's kind of like what we talked about with Mims in, in um, earlier, you know, until he can prove otherwise that he can have a consistent playing style and he fits in with a new offensive system until then, I just can't trust him. I would pick him up for, uh, I, you know, I would pick up honestly Cuba QBs earlier, like Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill or yeah. Matthew Stafford, or I would wait until later rounds and get someone like Trevor Lawrence or Daniel Jones. That's just me. Let's move on to the running backs on the Indianapolis Colts. First, you got Jonathan Taylor. He's an absolute stud. He's a unit, played a great first season in the NFL. I have him with 270 attempts for 1,400 yards, even 12 touchdowns, also 37 receptions for 266 and three. That 275 fantasy points or 16.2 points per game would leave him at running back five, just behind Aaron Jones last season. Where's he going now, Steve? He is going fifth overall amongst running backs, and he is pick 107 with the lowest he's been pick 112. Nailed it. But I'll tell you why I won't own any. I will tell you why I won't own any Jonathan Taylor. It's because every league has at least one or two people who think Jonathan Taylor has the ability to be the running back one. I do think Marlon Mack has a role. I do think Naeem Hines has the role. I don't think Jonathan Taylor has the opportunity to step up and be like, you know, um, one of, you know, Christian McCaffrey or like anyone of that level. I think that talk, which I hear every day, is kind of silliness. I love him. He can be a great running back in this league and still not be on that next tier. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, like I said earlier, when we talked about the Cleveland Browns, I would take Nick Chubb over Jonathan Taylor, but that's just my personal preference. Um, but Taylor, Taylor's upside is also tremendous. And I would not fault um, for people taking him at his current ADP because he just has that much upside. You know, I don't think Marlon Mack is going to have as big a role as people think. You know, I think, I think if anybody's going to cut into his production, it's going to be Naeem Hines. 
So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And now I have Marlon Mack up next. So I'm going to jump right into that because I think Marlon Mack is going to be the guy who's going to spell him in those long stretches, um, carrying the ball. The one, only one who's going to really bite into his work. I'm for 120 carries, 576 yards, five touchdowns, 11 catches for 84. Cause you know, sometimes you check down to Marlon Mack, 107 fantasy points, 6.3 points per game has him as a very relevant piece of this offense, but an irrelevant piece of fantasy football. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just looking up uh, Latavius Murray because I, I you know, the, what it, what it kind of sounds like is it kind of sounds like you're, you're kind of putting him in a Latavius Murray kind of thing. And, and yeah, that, that, that's a good call by me. His 80 Marlon Max ADP is running back 55 at 1205. Um, but you know, it, it, um, Latavius Murray he was 146 carries, 656 attempts, and yeah. four touchdowns. So you know that those are those are. I mean, obviously it could happen. You know, but we you know there are there are this is a three headed running back core, not a two headed running back. It so, is. You know. It is, and Marlon Mack is a good running back. He I is. was so disappointed when Jonathan Taylor was drafted by this team because I really wanted Marlon Mack to have success and have that opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. He was the starting running back before he went down with that Achilles last year. So Marlon Mack, I do think he has a role, and he should be seen as a very high upside handcuff. Exactly. I, that, I, I, if I have Jonathan Taylor, then I would definitely, uh, and, and, the de- and in the twelfth round, I would definitely take um, uh, Marlon Mack as the handcuff to Jonathan Taylor. Take him in the tenth just to be safe. You don't want him falling onto some grimy hands. Okay. <laughs> Naeem Hines. He's the last of the three-headed trio. I see him as the primary receiving option on this team because that's how he's been used. Mm-hmm. I have him for eighty targets, sixty-three receptions, just about five hundred yards, and four receiving touchdowns. I also have him with 312 rushing yards because he, all these guys can kind of do it all, but Naeem Hines, definitely the primary receiving back. 142 points, 8.4 points per game. Could be a valuable flex when those bye weeks come around. Mm-hmm. I would not be happy to start Naeem Hines, but he he's proven that he has those weeks where he will win you a game. Yeah, and and he is RB42, ADP906. You know, he is definitely in consideration for a zero running back strategy because, you know, Hines, he has the PPR value and he gets consistent volume despite um on average bat last season he, he he averaged 35.8 snaps per game and um and, you know and he was still able to put up good numbers so i definitely see him as a as an rb3 flex with rb2 upside but again for those zero run, for those people who love the zero i need to back, have one of those disclaimers come across the screen anyone t- anytime anyone says zero rb ID Sports does not zero. suggest going the zero RB strategy. Oh, this I, is just I in case it. for uh, trained professionals only. Please do not try this at home. Yeah, I hate the zero running back strategy. <laughs> it's just that it's just that he'd be he's definitely a zero running back person's like dream. There's also a trio of wide receivers on the Colts, starting with Michael Pittman Jr. You got T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell. For me. Michael Pittman's going to be the number one target next season. I love T.Y. Hilton. I'm a huge fan of his career. I think he had a sneaky career that might be considered for the Hall of Fame one day because he was that heavily used at one time. Age is caught up. Michael Pittman is the new hotness. 
I'm at 110 targets for 68 receptions, 859 yards, and five touchdowns. That 150 fantasy points or nine fantasy points per game has seemed similar to what T. Higgins and Corey Davis did in 2021 around wide receiver 30. Steve, Mm -hmm. where's he going right now? Wide receiver 46. He is um, currently the first pick of the 10th round. Why are there why are there a lot? Because that's criminally low. That is criminally <laughs> low at wide receiver forty six. He's well, well, you need to. Well, you need to also um, blow the wheel for your for your receiving yardage. I think he. I think he can easily top the nine hundred range. Um, it's the second year in Frank Wright's system. He, you know, he's gonna. T. Y. Hilton's just a uh, just another year older. He's T. Y. Hilton's gonna be what thirty one, thirty two years old. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have Michael love- Pittman at 12.6 yards per reception, which is about his career average, maybe even slightly higher, which is what capped him there. If he can prove he's the down ball guy, I don't know who's going to throw it to him. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got to move on. T.Y. Hilton now. T.Y. Hilton, we're going to bump his stats down a little bit from what he's done in the past. I've met just 90 targets. He used to be a 90 receptions guy. 54 receptions total, 675 yards, six touchdowns. 131 fantasy points or eight fantasy points per game. Steve, this actually has him scoring as many as a fantasy darling of mine from last year. Jamison Crowder in that 39 to 40 wide receiver range where he is usable if he falls enough. Is he yeah. falling enough, Steve? I mean, he's wide receiver 49. He, um, let's see, Pittman's 46 at 1001, and, and Hilton is wide receiver 49 at 1012. So you literally have you literally have teammates at the first and um, end of the uh, of the tenth round. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's a yeah. I I, do, I I will take the former, the latter, and not. No, the former and not the latter. With T.Y. Hilton, I just I can't get excited. I don't see the upside. He's another year older. Again, I am the biggest T.Y. Hilton fan you will find. Mm. It's just his days on my fantasy rosters are numbered. See, and I'm a, we got to move a, on. Yeah, I'm a fan of. I see you're a fan of Hilton, and I'm a fan of this guy that just has not been able to produce yet. Mm. That is Paris Campbell. I have him at 70 targets, 46 receptions, 373 yards, and three touchdowns. That is. 78 total fantasy points and fantasy irrelevance. If T.Y. Hilton goes down, Paris Campbell could be forced to step up. He just, he's been allergic to the spotlight so far yeah, in his and, career. You know, and the thing is, is the, fir- the first two games that, that he played with the Colts last year, Paris Campbell was the guy. He was the number one target and, and he was leading the team until he got injured. And and then and then it just so I would actually reverse that I would say I would say that Paris Campbell you know if he's healthy I think that he's going to be I think that he'll be targeted over T Y Hilton in every situation played one game last season nine targets six receptions so that very well could be the case but I think what what that is called that is called the Carson Wentz bump but it's (laughs) it's the the Carson Wentz pothole finding potholes on ID Sports let's go guys. Two tight ends. Uh, I sat on about the same. Jack Doyle, Mo Ali Cox. I really love Mo Ali Cox. I love his size. I, I just <laughs> love everything about him. But I couldn't give either one over thirty receptions on the season, and for that reason, I got to be out. Yeah, I mean, if I was to, if you were to really, really, really push it, because both of them are undrafted. Oh, excuse uh, me. Actually, Mo Ali Cox. I have at thirty-three receptions, four hundred forty-three yards and three touchdowns, he could emerge and be the end zone guy because whenever mm-hmm. you have a 6'5 guy with pretty good hands and athleticism, he, he could do that. 
Has that ever been the case with uh, Carson Wentz? Yeah, yeah Carson Zach Wentz Ertz. likes tight ends. Yeah, Zach Ertz, which which is maybe his teammate one day soon. So that that's why that's why it's a hard pass on both these tight ends because Fair I think Zach Ertz, I think Zach Ertz is going to be on this team. Absolutely, but I will tell you one thing about Jack Doyle and Mo'Ally Cox. They are better football players than they are fantasy football players. And if you exactly. have Jack Doyle on your team, he's a reliable blocker, player, and they're just good guys to have on your team. Yeah. Look at us. We talked about the cults without getting mad at each other. There we go. <laughs> Why would we get mad at each other? I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. So do you have anything else to say about the Indianapolis Colts before you finish up their early 2021 <sighs> season preview? I mean, like I said, they they have the biggest potential to whether like be a wellspring of fantasy points or be like most other teams and maybe have one or two fantasy relevant players. I'm leaning towards the latter right now uh, until proven otherwise with Pittman and Paris Campbell. If nothing else, it's fun to predict. Thank mm-hmm. you for joining us and thank you for watching IE Sports.